What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, October. What is today? What is today? October 9th, 2014. You guys listening to episode 180. <clears throat> Excuse me, that is 20 away from 200, everybody. I hope everybody had a good week. And um, I wanted to get this out last night, like I'm supposed to, I know. Uh, and I said when I started to get these out on Wednesday nights, or Wednesdays, I should say, um, I said, unless I really couldn't do it, and last night I physically could not get this out, uh, I was a little under the weather after getting back from Cleveland, guys. It was, um, I don't know, man, it was a ton of driving. Drove out there with the very funny Joe Zimmerman. Joe Zimmerman, who was on the show last week, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We had a great time in uh, Cleveland, and um, awesome uh, food out there, just great people, and always a great club over at Hilarity, so if you guys came out, thank you. Uh, It was really cool. I actually uh, talked to some people that saw me early in the week and started listening to the podcast, so thank you very much for that, but I think between the weather and, you know, the weather change, driving seven and a half hours just got me run down and I've been sick kind of from when I got back Monday until yesterday feeling a little better today um so that's why it is coming out on Thursday but don't worry as soon as this is out it will be it will be back uh I mean it will be up uh, ASAP first want to start out episode 180 by letting you know that the Versi effect is brought to you by sponsored by GonzoFame.com, the best, the ultimate in interviewing comedians. The most in-depth interview with your favorite comedians is GonzoFame.com. Check it out. Great comedians on there. Recent ones just added Joe Matarese and Chris Lamberth, who you know have been on my show. Also, comedians like Ralphie May and Doug Stanhope and Sean Patton. And some guy, Paul Verzi, who is, I think he's pretty funny. That's what they're saying. Um, Check it out. Really great in-depth stuff. Um, They go deep into the comedian's past and talk about stuff. Um, And like I said, I read mine and I was like, wow, I didn't, I I forgot that about me. So uh, check them out and there's going to be more great ones to to come on, on to uh, gonzofame.com. So check that out. And the guys who run it are the absolute best. Um, It's the best. So... Uh, that being said, moving forward, I am feeling better, was a little under the weather, starting to come back a little bit, and um, I'm getting the strength. I think i got to start taking vitamins. I think I, that's what I'm going to start doing. I think I need to start taking vitamins because I get really run down after I come on the road. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, come back from the road. So it was like last night, I was like, man, I got to do my podcast, and I had some stuff to say, and like I laid down at 8 o'clock, and I was like, man, I'm sick. You know? Um, but uh, anyway, about Cleveland, we were spending some time there and, um, you know, watching football on Sunday and having great shows during the evening, and I went to a cigar uh, bar, lounge, or whatever. Enjoyed all that. One thing I did out there, which I never did before, was I was taken to a authentic Vietnamese place. And, um, dude, they got these noodle soups there. 
and um, and then I got this like pork sandwich with this like noodle soup that was kind of spicy and it had beef in it, but the beef was raw and the hot broth of this soup cooked it. Wow. Awesome. And uh, I recommend it because I'm starting to get into that now. I'm starting to get into other, you know, other countries cuisine so to speak you know I want to have you know I had some Thai food I'm into Indian food Vietnamese I heard Ethiopian food is good so I'm going to try all that stuff um one place I'm not going to be trying any West African food for uh probably the next fucking 300 years so uh, I'm going to have to write notes to my families and say yeah listen don't fucking I mean this shit is getting ridiculous now the fact that they the fact that this even got into the country is an absolute joke it's an absolute joke. The fact that an airplane from West Africa even fucking landed here is a joke. Give me a break. I'll get into the whole Ebola thing. And, you know, I know the guy died and my heart goes out to him and stuff. But, like, come on, man. You can't come to America with that shit. How are they allowing that? With Our, our security just stinks. You know? How bad is our security? It absolutely sucks. That somebody's going to hop on a fucking airplane knowing that this is going on, you know, and not be screened properly or whatever. And he slips through and, and, and people get sick, you know. And then the first case in America and somebody dies now and Lord knows what's in the air. Lord knows what how, how bad it's going to get. And I love people who are like, well, you know, it, it looks like they got it under control. They don't have it under control. If they had it under control, a guy wouldn't be fucking sitting with it in Dallas, Texas. Okay? The only problem they should have in Dallas, Texas is that the people are getting fatter and fatter and Tony Romo stinks. That's the only problem that should ever fucking be in Dallas, Texas. Or in the state of Texas, for that matter. Okay? The Spurs being great. Okay? Tim Duncan staying another year. Popovich being the best coach in the NBA. Tony Romo not knowing when he's going to drop the ball, literally. And, and, you know... How big and fat is that state going to get? Okay, that's the only problem that Texas should have. But they don't have that. They have the fucking Ebola virus. It's an absolute joke. But I don't want to start off on a bad note, everybody. I don't want to do that today with the Verzi effect. I really don't. I want to have a uh, a nice show. Got some fun stuff to talk about. This is my favorite time of year, guys. This is Halloween. This is fall. This is pumpkin shit. This is pumpkin pie, pumpkin soup, pumpkin. Did you, did you get your Starbucks pumpkin latte, guys? Did you get that? Um, I didn't. Yeah, actually, did I have it? No, but I had a pumpkin beer. That's one thing I did in Cleveland, which I shouldn't have done, is I kind of, you know, it's funny. I get there, and this waitress who's seen me going there for about seven years now, f- five years now or whatever. No, actually, I think like seven years. She runs up to me. She goes, Paul, how are you? And I go, good. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, did you lose weight? And I go, yeah. And she goes, you look like a different person. You are so thin right now. And then all of a sudden in my mind, I go, all right, well, now I'm going to have wings and beer. I mean, I look great. So I got to have wings and beer. And then by the end of the trip, I looked at myself and I'm like, you fat piece of shit. Can you just hold on discipline-wise for three days, you fucking idiot? But I love this time of year. I love Halloween. Um, unfortunately I will not be home this Halloween because I will be performing at Morty's comedy joint in Indianapolis and I will be recording for my first album 
That's right, everybody. If you're in that area, come out to Morty's Comedy Joint in Indianapolis. I will be there October 30th to November 2nd, and I will be taping all the sets for my album, Be Part of Comedy History. That's right, my first debut real distributed comedy album. Come out. Check it out. Drink afterwards, but not beer, because I won't be having a beer. Bring me a cigar. Oh, by the way, speaking of bringing me a cigar, uh, I have a um, a shout out to. I have to. Uh, I have to say this. I have to shout out uh, Joshua. Is it? Is it uh, Lochner? I want to say it's Joshua Lochner. So uh, it was funny because uh, Joshua was so cool. He uh, said that he saw me Wednesday night at Cleveland, started listening to my podcast, and became a fan. So that's awesome. I appreciate it, uh, Joshua. And the owner of Hilarity said, hey, did you get those cigars that uh, you know somebody left for you? And I said, no. And then I got this nice note from him, and it had two um, Rocky Patel, the edges, which are great cigars. Two of my, those are my favorites. One of my favorite cigars. And he brought me two of them and I liked them so much, Joshua, just so you know, I was walking around cold ass Cleveland alone, smoking one. Cause Zimmerman, uh, Zimmerman went back to the hotel. I guess he wasn't feeling well and he was smart and got some rest. And instead I'm going to walk around Cleveland with no jacket, smoking a Rocky Patel, the edge, because I like I liked it so much. So thank you so much. Really nice of you. And um, that's awesome, man. Funny thing is I have fans showing up with cigars now to all these shows. And like it's the greatest. I mean, I, I don't it's so cool and I gotta shout them out and and say uh, you know say what's up and, and do all that shit because those guys like now it's like if you if you the funny thing is like if you give me a cigar, I'll be like, Yeah, I'll hang out. You know, like, I'll have a drink with somebody, give me a cigar. But if you're just somebody like, hey, you want to have a drink? Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going to do. But if you like cigars, you're all right with me. So thank you, Joshua. Okay. A few things that I wanted to talk about. I got an unacceptable this week that had to be, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's unacceptable for the week. Um, Because, you know, there's certain things that you could see. And I just, it registers in my brain and I go, absolutely 100%, no doubt that will be the unacceptable for the week on the Verzi effect. Um, But I'm not going to get to it yet. I want to talk about the Ebola. And then I saw something else that kind of bothered me and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to mention this on the podcast too because it really um, annoyed me. So I'm going to get right into this. Um, First of all, with this, with this, you know, virus coming here. I don't want to get too much on the president because that's easy to do, to just say, oh, you know, this and that. But it's just like, how, like, how does this get into America? Like this, this is like supposed to be the securest, you know, just airtight shit. And you would think that, and I know you can't compare this to terrorism or whatever, like 9-11. But you would just think with air traffic going in and out of the continent that has this shit, that, that kills people that quickly and is that brutal. Okay, like haven't, haven't you seen Hollywood movies? Did, these people, did people not see Outbreak? I know it's a movie, but like, come on, man. What the fuck are you letting people, don't let people on. 
Don't let people on an airplane to America. Or don't let people... I would, Dude, I wouldn't... I swear to God, if you come from West Africa and I work at the airport, the head of the airport, you go, now you got to turn that fucker around. You know what? We'll gas you up. Get the fuck out. Go back. I don't know what germs are on that thing. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm afraid to take a flight from fucking Delta to Florida if some asshole's got a cold next to me. I'm petrified because I know I'm going to be sick. Now I got to sit on this thing for fucking hours wondering if the Ebola virus is, is, is on this plane. Now I'm telling you, man, and now there's no way, and I'm not trying to be a dick, and I hope I'm wrong about this, and I'm not trying to scare people, but I got to tell you something. I don't think there's any way possible one guy got into this country. One. There's no way. That germ has got to be somewhere else. I think today they said they have somebody that they don't know. They're screening them for it. And it's like, of course there's going to be more. And who knows how bad it's going to get. It's scary shit, man. This is scary shit. And anybody wants to give me shit about smoking cigars, how bad it is for you, I'm like, yeah, all right. You know what? It's bad for me, but I see what this fucking virus is doing to people. Let me enjoy my fucking cigar. Unbelievable. It should not be allowed, and it shouldn't be allowed. You should not be allowed to fly from Africa into America right now. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. Fuck. Well, what do you mean, travelers? Fuck travelers. I don't give a fuck. Some asshole wants to see the Statue of Liberty. He's got to wait until we figure this shit out. And if you're dumb enough to want to go over to Africa and start taking pictures of elephants and shit, fuck you. Stay there. You know, it's ridiculous, man. Well, you can't really take somebody's right. Somebody's right to go and travel. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I can. You can take their right. I can't. They can. Somebody can. The government can. Say, hey, guess what, guys? Yeah, disease where people start dying real quick and shit. Guess what? It's not coming in here. I don't give a fuck. Sorry. You know? Everybody starts dying because some asshole wants to see the New York subway system and a fucking Statue of Liberty. No. And that guy didn't even come to New York. That guy, that guy wanted to go probably, I don't, know, I don't know why that guy went to Dallas. But, no. I'm afraid of airports right now. I swear to God, I got to go to the airport in a couple weeks. I'm afraid to go to an airport. Because you never know like where people got off from and what's going on. Now I know why Asian people walk around with those masks on. They're actually smart. I'm not getting shit from anybody else. Hold on. I got to see how my daughter's doing. I know that sounds nuts. Hey, Soph, you okay? Soph, you okay? All right. Sorry about that. I could have turned it off, but I figured, you know what? You guys could wait a second. No? Um... Yeah, so this whole thing, man, it's kind of scary. I went into a pizzeria and they had it on a TV in the news and I'm just looking at it and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, there needs to just be a little put on hold for a little bit. Let's just stop this shit for a little bit and see what's going on here. You know? I was joking today and I was like, man, if you want to go to Africa for a reasonable price, now's the time. But like, you can't go there and they can't come here. Let's just wait. And Lord knows what other countries and what other continents this thing is going to hit. I was never one, ever. You've been listening to my podcast. I've been doing my podcast. Uh, this is 180. I don't know when you guys jumped aboard. I know some people jumped aboard at 10. Some There's been a few from 1. There's been people from 140, 150. There's been a couple people now. 
I've never, if you know me and you know my show, I've never been one to like talk about stuff to fear and to worry. As a matter of fact, I think, you know, I've been quite the opposite. I've been talking about how the media and shit wants you to worry and fear. But this one, I got to be honest, this Ebola thing, man, coming into the States, this is scary. This is scary because I was looking around driving the other day and I was just seeing all the people here just how the traffic jams are and all the overpopulation that is in all the overpopulation that that that's here and I'm just thinking and I don't know man I'm not trying to be weird but I was just sitting there and I'm going man something needs to wipe people out you know something needs to wipe people out a lot of people need to go in order for this to work because the amount of people I think I spoke about it before on the show a while back where I took this class in college you know, then I dropped out and started doing fucking open mics, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know how much you guys want to listen to me when it comes to deep shit like this. Like, I dropped out of school to, to you know, to tell jokes at night. But actually, you know, it kind of worked out, so fuck you, don't judge me. But um, what what I learned in that class, what I took from it, was they're basically saying that at the time there was like six point something billion people and now I think there's seven point something, maybe close to eight. And that they're saying in like 30 or 40 years, it could get up to 12. And I got to tell you, man, that's too many people. You know, it's too many people. It's too many cars. It's crowded. It's it's chaotic. It's only going to get worse. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, there needs to be in order to like equal this out. And I don't know if it's like the earth's way of doing it. I don't know. But there's got to be a way to get people off this thing and it's like you know it's almost like earth is a ride earth is a ride or an elevator and there's only so many people you can have on it until it just all goes to hell and I'm you know I'm just thinking and now and I'm just hoping that the Ebola thing doesn't and I I don't think the Ebola and I know it sounds selfish you're like you're like yeah if the Ebola thing wipes another continent out I'm not even saying that I'm just saying that like I'm scared for the first time as far as like disease. Like the only thing that scares me is like diseases here. You know, if there were terrorists running around here, I'd be scared. And I'm sure there are a few bad apples, but you know, for the most part, it's you know the Middle East and overseas, and we you would think that we had some sort of you know some sort of thing that we we can do with them and keep them at bay and weaken them over time and eventually beat them, and that makes you feel okay. But when it comes to a virus coming here, man, that scares me. So um, I I just feel like, you know, fuck that. You know, I'm not. I mean, you can't come here. What's wrong with saying that? Just, yo, you can't come here. Shit's going on right now. We need to figure this out. All flights from Africa to the U.S. right now got to be fucking done for a while. stupid man it's just you know they showed up I mean I gotta tell you something I'm not trying to hate on Obama I'm not as a matter of fact I think people hate on the president too much you know I'm not the biggest Obama guy I'm not a Democrat or a Republican I'm an independent I think they're all full of shit but when the president's like yeah this isn't gonna be a problem and then it's a problem and then oh yeah this ISIS shit this these ISIS guys man yeah that's like the junior varsity now oh that's a really can that's a really malignant cancer that needs to cut out it's like well pick one dick Just pick one. Well, you know, like, I swear to God, I should be president. If I was president, you guys, I'm telling you right now. 
None of this shit would happen. None of this shit would happen if I was president. I'd be assassinated in like 13 minutes, but I would try a lot of crazy shit. And this is another thing that I wanted to talk about that, that kind of bothered me. I saw this online, but they did this interview at Harvard. And I'm going to stop with all this deep shit. Okay, I'm going to get into the funny stuff. Don't worry. It's just, you know, it can't always be making fun of some animal who's on a bus and smells like shit. But <laughs> ah, you animals. I love how the Verzi Effect fans call people animals. This, this animal is in Subway right now. Chewing his meat like an animal. Anyway, so apparently they did this thing at Harvard where they asked students, and I love how they said students, and they act like it was going to be so many. And what they really did was they asked like six. They asked like five or six students, and they said, who is more of a, a danger to the world, the United States or ISIS? And these Harvard students were saying the United States. Now, I get what they're saying as far as to the world. And since we're such a world power and we have so much money and influence, that's a broad question. But I didn't like how like they tried to make this thing that they did, like this big, like, well, see, the smartest kids in the world or the smartest kids in America at Harvard are saying it's America and not ISIS. And it's like, no, that's a bullshit open-ended question. Okay, what you're doing is you're asking a really smart kid an overall, and even even they were saying like, well, yeah, when you're talking about overall the world, of course the United States could be more of a threat because we have the most money. We, we you know, we intervene with so much, so many things, which people don't like, but a lot of times these people are asking us and help us. Now, I'm not saying that we don't do shit. I mean, we've armed people. We've armed bad people. We've tried to make people regulate their own shit and give them guns and it turns out bad. I get all that. I'm, I'm not saying that that we don't do that and we're not responsible for stuff that, that can go wrong. But just the way that they're asking with all this ISIS stuff going on now, people getting their fucking heads cut off. Fine. You want to say that America may be in the big grand scheme of things able to cause more, you know, bad things to happen? fine, but like, come on, man, America's, we're not fucking, we're not chopping people's heads off and broadcasting it, I don't give a fuck what you say, you know, we're not doing that, so these nerds in Harvard who have their little sit down and go, I'll tell you what, you know, we, uh, we're more dangerous than anybody, and we're, we're pissing people off, and we're giving them guns, I, I understand what they're kind of saying, but at the same time, don't make it like this, like, wow, the smartest kids say we're the problem, and ISIS isn't, it's like, no, they are the problem, okay, because forever fucked up we are, we, we don't, we're not, we're not publicly, you know, we're not, there's not tapes of our government on our homeland gunning down 200 people and ripping people out of their families and raping them and shooting them if they say that they don't believe in a certain God. So let's calm down with that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's annoying. It, it actually really annoyed me where people are like, we're the problem. We're the problem. And it's like, listen, it's easy to say that when we're running shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're running shit. We are the most powerful. We are the greatest, most powerful, most financially sound country in the world. And we do intervene with so many things. And we can cause a lot of chaos for people because we're just that big and that's what it is. But like to, to kind of act like, I don't know, it just annoyed me. Watch what it watch what it is. And I just don't like whether, wow, Harvard students say America, not ISIS is more dangerous. And it was like five students. 
And what they were trying to do was make a point of like, because even one kid goes the world. I mean, are you talking about who can be more dangerous for the world? Of course. It's, and it's like, yeah, that's an easy question. ISIS is 40,000 guys. Fuck you. Fuck these people, man. I hate people who just try to act like they're like, I'll tell you what, man. It's America. It's America. America. You know what I mean? Give me a break. Okay, America's the reason I could walk around my dick out eating fruity pebbles, okay, and sleep until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, and nobody's dragging me out of my house, making me and my family walk in some dirty line with bare feet. We don't know if we're going to get gunned down or get our fucking limbs cut off. Give me a break. Yeah, does America do fucked up shit? Yeah, it does. It's powerful, it does. Does it make mistakes? Absolutely, it does. It does. Nobody's saying it doesn't. Is America the best country on the fucking planet? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Mr. and Mrs. I go to Harvard. Okay, you're one of the best colleges and shit on American soil sitting there kind of talking your nerdy fucking way. Fuck you. That's the same asshole who's going to go to the cafeteria and eat a fucking chicken parm and go watch a movie and a DVD while these people are being slaughtered out there going, I don't know, I think America's a little more dangerous than ISIS. Really? Where would you rather sleep tonight, dickface? Would you rather sleep on American soil? Or would you rather fucking walk around knowing that they're kidnapping people from airports in Algeria, cutting their fucking heads off? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I could I could do whatever I want. I could go upstairs right now and I could eat a sleeve of Oreo cookies till I throw up. And I could sit down and I could watch Bugs Bunny all fucking day long in a wife beater, some boxer briefs, sit down watching Disney movies with my kids, doing all that shit. Don't tell me I'm not free and don't tell me that my country is evil. Give me a fucking break. All right. That might have been much, but you know what? Imagine if I just sang the national anthem right now while crying. (laughs) It just annoyed me. It annoyed me because it was like this big thing where it's like Harvard students say America more dangerous than ISIS. And then I listened to it and I was just like, ah, this is an open-ended bunch of horse shit. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't need to keep giving examples, whatever. So, let's go into, um, oh, Halloween. I wanted to talk about Halloween. Halloween's coming up. What's everybody going to be? I think that um, since I'm going to be away, I'm obviously not going to dress up. You know how lonely and sad that would be if my family was home going door to door getting candy. And, And that's another thing. You can't, yeah, try that shit. In the Middle East. Try go, try knocking door to door. Dress like a vampire to get a fucking half a Snickers and see what happens. But we could do that. You understand that? In this country, we could dress up like freaks and knock on people's door. And instead of getting the shit kicked out of us with a broomstick and getting the cops called, they throw candy in your bag for a tradition. Don't tell me America stinks. Um... Yeah, it would be lonely and weird if I like I went to Indianapolis and I was like, yeah, like on stage, like I know some comedians. That's unacceptable. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, listen, I, I don't know. I'm sure I might have had friends do it here. If you're a comedian and you're dressing up on Halloween and you go on stage and do a set, you're a fucking asshole. There's no other way to say it. You're just a dickhead. 
It's just a, such a dumb, douchey, dickhead, stupid thing to do. Yeah I, yeah, I went on stage. I told jokes. I was dressed like a vampire. And we went out to the bar. It was a fun night. It's like, no, it wasn't a fun night. You look like an asshole. Okay? It's not bad enough. You need this much attention. You need this much attention. You're on stage telling jokes to a group of people. Now you got to dress like a vampire. Ugh. Ridiculous. But I can't be anything. But what I'm going to do for my kids next year is my son will be six. And my little girl will be like three. And uh, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to dress up and, you know, go out with them. And, you know, dad will be a douche. No, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. It's douchey to go on stage, but it's not douchey to go out and do that shit with your kids. It's fun and cool. How about that? So go out there this year. You have fun with your kids. And all you dads thinking, should I do it? Yeah, do it. You know, I'm not saying like go out in public and go like sit at a restaurant with your family, you know, dressed like Frankenstein. That's weird, but I'm saying go and go door knocking with your kids. Get some, you know how cool that would be? The kids go to school the next day. Yeah, my dad dressed up like so-and-so and we had a great time. That's awesome. Uh-oh, I hear the little boots running. Uh-oh. I hear those little boots running. Hold on one second, guys. I'm sorry. Soph, are you okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah, she just wants candy and, and cookies. Okay. Half hour in. Here's my unacceptable. And then I will go into the fans unacceptable. And then, uh, oh man, I got to talk some sports and some movies. So we got another good solid half hour coming out at least. Uh, so here we go. My unacceptable for the week. I was watching the New York Giants, the on fire, my sizzling hot New York Giants win their third straight game playing uh, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, and the Atlanta Falcons. And... During that game, hold on, I got to hold on one second here. Okay, I'm back. Um, had to take care of the little girl for a second. Anyway, so we win the game. Fucking cat now. I swear to God, the cat now. It's like, it's, 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 if it's not one thing, it's another. Now I got the cat going. Ah, oh, daughter down here. It's about to be a shit show for the next 30, folks. Buckle up. Got this cat knocking on the door like a prisoner who's hungry. Um, not only do we win the game and beat the Falcons and stuff like that and, and just show dominance and, and all the stuff that I saw from the Giants was that the offense is clicking, offensive line is giving Eli protection, all you Eli haters I've been saying forever, now what? Now that he gets his, you know, bearings with the offense, he's throwing the boys, looks like Joe Namath right now, he's killing it, uh, we got, uh, What's it called? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Beckham Jr. He played his first game and he looked sick. He's athletic. They compared him to a young Steve Smith. And that's what he's like. It looked like. I mean, it's still early to say that because Steve Smith had a Hall of Fame career. But this guy looks good. So I'm watching the game. I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the Giants winning. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this. And uh, it's kind of funny and weird that as I'm putting this together now. I mean, I know it's not ho- it's, I know it's not the week of Halloween yet, but it is the month, so it would be really weird if I was doing this the week of Halloween, but it just works out that my unacceptable was this guy on the Falcons, and I'm sure some of you know where I'm getting at already if you saw it, but there's a guy on the Falcons, he's a lineman or a defender, and or both, uh, 
and he puts red contacts in his eyes to look like some creature. He puts red contacts in his eyes and they're like this like deep, dark, but like they like they're really prominent. Like when you look at him, he looks like a vampire through his helmet. Really, dude? Is that freaking people out? It's unacceptable that a grown man, okay, is sitting there like, yeah, then I'm going to put these on. And when they look at me from across the line, they're going to be like, oh, my God, what is that? Yeah, well, it's me. And I'm coming. Yeah, dude, you're probably some fat asshole from Iowa, okay? You know, you got a fucking Honda Civic in the park. Again, once again, these guys, they got their Hondas out in the park. Well, you know what? He's an NFL player, so I won't say uh, any flu there. I shouldn't say that. He's getting on a bus. But back home, whatever. Back home, he's got like a Honda Ridgeline or one of those like pickup trucks, a couple of dogs. And like to be cool, he's he really, do you think the Giants are looking at your red eyes going, oh my God, what is this? Is this different than anything else? This is crazy. This guy's crazy. Really, you dick. It's such a, do- and you're only doing it for you. Like nobody else is looking at it going, oh my God, you're doing it for you to be like, yeah, don't I look sick? Hey, Roger, look at me. Don't I look sick? You, It's unacceptable. You're a grown man, Okay. Stop making your eyes glow through the helmet like it's a big... Would you just watch the movie Program from 1992 where that, that guy Latimer or whatever painted his face like a skeleton? Give me a break. Grow up, you dick. You're going against two-time Super Bowl champions. You think they give a shit about your red eyes? Oh, my God. I swear to God, I saw that, and I was like, that's the most unacceptable thing. Really, dude? Does that pump you up to look in the mirror and see that? Huh? I really hope he listens to this podcast or somebody that knows him can make him just look, listen to what a dick he looks like. You know? What does he lose it on the way there? Oh my God, guys, I lost my uh, that contact thing. I can't, I don't know what to do. I can't play now. Oh my God, I, can't, I hear Florentine right now. <laughs> I hear Florentine go, yeah, what, what, you can't play? What, you can't play without your contacts? Give me a break. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> Yeah, I really do. The red eyes are scaring everybody. Yeah, because they're not like vets who've been in the year for, in in the, in the league for years. They're seeing your red eyes, and that's really going to change the outcome of the game. You know, it's so ridiculous and unacceptable that I I can't even believe that he does it and like actually thinks it's cool. You know, I mean, at this point, if you're in the NFL for years, do you really need to? kind of do the whole like it's like these guys are all great they're all pros they all got drafted they're all making money you don't need to look like you're some kind of creature you don't need to look like you're a vampire on the other side of the line that's about to kill somebody and you're different give me a break it's unacceptable you douche it's almost laughable you should be embarrassed should be embarrassed yeah I'm coming guys oh I'm coming like what are you a wrestler that's the type of mentality. It's like this guy's like, like if this guy was a pro wrestler, he would have like the over the top speech, you know. Like I like the guys who are a little cocky, but like, um, like, like, confidently cocky. You know those people? Like, yeah, man, we're gonna go in and win the game. We're gonna go in and win the game. We got a better team, you know. And uh, that's it. You know, we're gonna go and execute. We know we're better, and if we do everything right, we should beat the team. And then people be like, that guy's a little arrogant. But you know what? That guy's confident. He's like, this guy would be like, yeah, we're going to come in there. We're going to hit him. Really? Are you going to hit him? That's what we did. Yeah, we didn't know if you were going to hit him or not. We didn't know what was going to happen. We're going to hit him hard. They're going to run. Really? Yeah, because I thought it was like two-hand touch, but a little harder where you could push him down. You dick. Get those red contacts off your eyes. Grow up. 
Absolutely unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's it angered me to see it. Um I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it just it literally make brought me back to like the nineties when I did see that movie The Program. Remember that guy Latimer or whatever? And like, you know, and these guys that like, they do that thing where they keep pumping their fist just to get themselves up. I could even understand that. Like the last guy that was like a real badass and he was amazing. I think he's a Hall of Famer was a guy, John Randall. John Randall was on the Vikings and he painted like big black triangles under his eyes. And um, it was almost like a bigger, like a just a more exaggerated form to get the the lights or the sun out of your eyes. But he just kind of did it as like instead of just having like the black strip under his eye, he had like the big triangle. And I was like, you know what, this guy's such a badass and doesn't talk about it that I was like, that's cool. Like if that just if that's just his way to make that little black thing under your eye look a little more badass, that's fine. But this guy's got red contacts in his eyes. Oh, are they bloodshot? Are you that mad? Are you that mad? You're going to sit on the same bus with the rest of these guys. But guess what? When everybody puts their suit on and everybody walks down, you're going to look like the only one who's been strung out on dope, you idiot. Hey, babe. Can you have this and here so get my basket and here? Yeah. Um, right now, my daughter doesn't realize how, like, I'll say yes to anything because I want to get through the show. Or, like, you know, just enjoy the show. Yeah, great, great job, baby. Um, she's the cutest. Yeah, play with that over there and just don't make a mess, okay? You're being good. Uh, yep, she's going. As soon as she goes, the cat goes. It's almost like the cats are waiting, like, all right, all right. Did she talk? Did she talk? All right, go, go, go. Meow, meow. It's like a, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a military mission. Go, you go now. Um, that's my unacceptable for the week. This douche walking on the bus with his red eye. You guys see this, right? You guys saw that, right? How awesome is that? How you guys got to do it. You got to do it. You got to, you got to get the red eyes for next week. It, it was so cool. I could tell too. I could tell when they looked at me, like Eli looked at me and I could tell he just kind of glanced over at me a little different, a little, we might have an edge with that moron. That's my unacceptable for the week. And now it's time. And now it's time for... Sophie, Daddy's got to do this now. All right, guys, I'm sorry. You got to hold on. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Had to take care of the little girl here. Um, but she's uh, playing with her doll, and we are good to go. Um, all right, so let's get to some of your unacceptables, and then we will go from there. First unacceptable is from Ryan Gorman. <clears throat> And uh, Ryan says, I live 45 minutes north of Boston in Manchester, New Hampshire. And I'm in a grocery store. The lady in front of the line is no younger than 65. And she had a Patriots logo tattooed on the back of her neck. Unacceptable. Um, yes, unacceptable. Um, I can't knock the devotion as a, <laughs> as a fan. You can't knock that devotion, but... Uh, yeah, that's a little much. And now you're 65, um, you know, which I'm just wondering when she got it. What would be even more unacceptable is if she got it after Brady got there and they started winning. You know, if she had that from like before, you know, before like you guys, you know, even were like when you guys first got there, that'd be cool if she did that. But if she got it during this run, then whatever. Uh, I would say no to that. That stinks. 
and uh, is unacceptable. And plus, if you're a 65-year-old grandmother buying cold cuts with an NFL team logo on your neck, there's something off with that. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's do some un- uh, do some other unacceptables here. Uh, this is from Nick A. And Nick A. Twitter feed at Rumble4Skin7. I remember that. I think he's been on the show before. He says, watching college football and they're projecting ads onto the field with the blue and yellow lines. Unacceptable. Yeah, that is unacceptable. And I'm telling you, it's not going to get any better. Pretty soon you're going to see like a Doritos ad on like Eli Manning's forehead like during a play. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, Absolutely unacceptable. I like that one and I definitely agree with it. Uh, Thank you, Nick. All right, let's go uh, to, we got a bunch of them here. So, and I want to make sure that I don't do any repeat business because I know that there was a lot of you people that sent it. And if I don't get to you and then I do somebody, hey, I heard that guy, you know, Jeff before, fuck Jeff. And then everybody's pissed off at some guy, Jeff from Florida. And Jeff is just being a, a fan who sends me funny stuff. Um, this is from... Oh, this is from Fail Bundy, and I'm I'm right, baby. Daddy's got to finish this, okay? Hi, hi. I'm literally saying hi to a to a, a doll that's just laying there. Louder, hi, hi, doll. That makes you laugh. All right, um, dude, my daughter's hilarious. My daughter's like louder. I want you to say louder. I want you to be louder to my to my toy that doesn't exist. I mean, that's that's not alive. That I think is. Um, this is to fail Bundy and, uh, he sent me a nice note because apparently he's going through something and he says that my show gets him through it. And he just said, coleslaw is unacceptable. <laughs> coleslaw is definitely not my favorite, but I've had some good versions of it. Cause now that you go to like nice restaurants, if they have like, like the red cabbage version with certain dressings are pretty good. I like those. Um, oh, this is from my friend. David Gavry at Dave G Money. David Gavry over at my sponsor, gonzofame.com. He writes, $8 for two chicken breasts. Uh, thinking, what's the deal? More like two chicken bites with the, <laughs> with the bones too. And then he sent a picture and there's two tiny pieces of chicken. Yeah, that is definitely not breasts. And if it is breasts, that's an awful place. Uh, unacceptable. Yeah, you got it. Listen, eight bucks. If you're spending eight bucks on chicken, you got to get more than two pieces, regardless bone or no bone. That's how I look at it. You know, eight, eight bucks. Listen, it's not a lot of money for a decent lunch, but this does not look like a decent lunch. All right. So I, I give you that one, Dave, that is unacceptable. And you know, bone is the worst. All right. What else do we got here? Um, okay. Oh, somebody sent me a nice picture. You guys sent a lot of pictures. Um, at Paul Verzi. Sophia. Oh, sorry. Got to put it on pause, guys. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. I am back and, uh, got the kids upstairs now. So, uh, sorry about the interruption. I'm trying to, I'm trying to multitask, you know? Because I was sick yesterday. I didn't get this shit out. 
And then now I'm trying to do it today. I'm still a little under the weather. I got my kids and I'm like, I got to get this thing out. So, um, you guys deserve it. <laughs> All right. This one is from unacceptable from Patrick at Patrick of DeBurro. At Paul Verzi, the refs in the Sunday night football game are so fucking unacceptable. Hashtag amateur hour. Um, you know what? I got to be honest. I won my football pool this week. And Sunday night and Monday night were both crucial for me. And I won. So I'm actually fine with what happened <laughs> in that game. But I get you. When are the refs not unacceptable? Um, but yeah, man, nothing is worse than watching a game and the refs are just clearly blowing everything and you're like, oh my God, this game would be completely different. Um, oh, this one's a funny one. Uh, anyway, here we go. Somebody put down, somebody said, uh, this is a max power at survive, survived by rats. He always puts stuff on the show and he said, um, Sunday night selfies. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I don't even need to go into more. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, yeah, I don't know, man, why they're trying to reinvent the wheel with football, announcing football games and just doing stuff like that they normally did during a tele, during a, a football broadcast. Just, just broadcast the game, man. I don't need to see selfies. I don't need to see, like, you know, stupid. It's just... Do it. Um, all right, here we go. This is from... Uh, there was a couple... Oh, somebody, there's another picture one. Somebody sent me a picture one. And it said... Um, at uh, Mesa Verde National Park Shower Room. Shower shitters. And it said, handle solid waste. Please use the toilets in the restroom. I can't see what the first part says of the of the picture, but I get the gist. Um <laughs> shower shitters hashtag unacceptable. It's hilarious. That's from Clive Baxter. At Clive Baxter. Um okay, this one is from uh Chris Frost at MM Frosty Boy. Italian meat trays, the capicola, prosciutto, or salami calabrese, trying to make a decision for lunch is unacceptable. Uh, there's no decision there, Chris. You go for them all. You just get, you just, listen. You just, you go for them all. And if those are your choices, those are great choices. Just do it. Unacceptable lunch choice. Unacceptable stuff with lunch when it comes to making a decision is the people that argue and then like you don't get you're not hungry anymore or you fight about it. You ever do that? Me and my wife have done that where you're just like, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. We've been doing this for an hour. I'm not hungry. Well, fuck it. Then you pick, and it's just and it's a fight. It's like just pick, just pick something. Um. Okay, this one is from Justin Moore at JP Moore five one eight four. And he said, watching my coworker come out of the stall and walk out of the bathroom without washing his hands. Hashtag filthy animal. Hashtag unacceptable. You know what's funny is I was performing at uh, Hilarities in Cleveland. And I was in the bathroom stall taking a leak. And I knew that somebody from the audience was there. And I don't know if it's because they knew me. And I don't think they did. This dude just pissed and like 
pished, pissed and walked right out. And I almost wanted to be like, ew, dude. I had a couple unacceptables in Cleveland. Like these two women were talking and I held the door for one. And like, they just, they like accept, like they, like almost like I should have held the door and they didn't say thank you. And I kind of like under my breath, I was like, yeah, you're welcome. And I should have just, how great would it be to just be like, you're welcome. Manners. Manners, you're welcome, you fuck. What, what, your mother stinks. My mother's dead. Yeah, well, you know what? If you know how you behave, she'd fucking be dead again. Um, Where did I get? Oh, that was that Joan Rivers. Jo- jo- Joan Rivers said that when her husband committed suicide. They went to dinner that night. And she's like, if your father saw these prices, he'd kill himself again. It's unbelievable. Um, Jordan Lyles. Says at oh at, and the, the Twitter feed is at Trian three o three at Paul Verzi so unacceptable neighbors who are too lazy to walk their trash to another dumpster when this one is full and then he showed a picture of the dumpster with just bags on top of it um yep that'll get that'll get you that'll get you to the unacceptable level for sure um uh, let's see what else we got here was that it. No, I think there's a few more. Um, Okay, here we go. This person says this is... All right. This is really funny, man. This is really funny. This is from Maxic. At... Oh, here we go. Here we go with the last name. I'm going to try to get this right. Maxic is M-A-X-I-K. So Maxic is what I'm going with. Last name is Addo... Pem, a toe pem, at, oh my god, here we go, I'm gonna have to give this guy free fucking tickets, Maxic, at, topen, at a topen, at, oh, fuck it, that's what we're going with, Maxic, at a, no, but there's not a topen, there's not, at, open, at open, at open, Maxic, at open, um, I mean, Max, couldn't you just go Max A on this one? Uh, and the, uh, oh, that sucks. That's not even his last name. Now I'm looking at the Twitter feed and it's Max <laughs> Otrosky one. Oh, fuck you, Max. <laughs> I don't know what this, whatever this, this word is, whatever. Anyway, at. Paul Verzi, this redneck thinks Siri will understand his accent, screaming into phone at doctor's office. Fucking type, <laughs> type, fucking type it, you animal. Hashtag unacceptable. That just really makes me like. I just picture a guy going, "Come on, bitch! God dang it! I can't believe all I'm trying to say. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is Buffalo Wild Wings." How come she can't get Buffalo Wild Wings? She's like, did you say Wawa? Okay. Um, that's a great one, dude. That's funny. I wish your name was just Max Otrovsky, so we didn't have to I have to sound like that. I smell sound bite. Okay, here we go. This is from Sam uh Archaga. I got that one right. At Paul Verzi, an empty theater 
with your feet up on the chair in front, someone comes and sits in the chair your feet are using. Biggest pet peeve. It always happens. Absolutely unacceptable. And you're right. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's almost I I it's it, I don't know what it is. I think it's we tried breaking this down once on the show before. I think it's like a psychological thing where people just like are sheep and go near where other people are. I want to be as far away from you as I possibly can. But those are the unacceptables for the week. Thank you guys. Keep them coming. Um they're hilarious. And uh you know, you're right about all those animals. Somebody sent me something today that just said, like, it's, like, National Asshole Awareness Day. And I laughed at that. I thought that was really funny. They were like, I think of your show when I see this. Now, a couple of things I got to talk about here. Sports. Let's go into some sports. The um, October is the best. October is the greatest month for sports. Uh, Hockey, if you like hockey... Baseball playoffs, it doesn't get better in baseball than the playoffs. The NFL speaks for itself. The NBA is just starting to get ready to go in two or three weeks, so you're going to start getting NBA news. Um, It's great. It's the best time of year for sports. I love this weather. Not too cold. You know, not hot, but not cold. You can wear a light jacket. All the horror movies come on. This is the shit. My birthday time is early next month. I love it. Um, Not only that, but um, this is when you could see kind of teams in sports getting getting good. Like the Giants now are going into week six. They figured stuff out. They look like a powerhouse in the NFC again. Uh, Giants are an enigma. They're a team you cannot bet. They're a team that that will play to their competition. When you think they're going to suck, they win the Super Bowl. You know, vice versa, all that. But I love how Eli's playing. I love all that stuff that uh, they've done with their weapons, with the tight ends. New wide receivers. Looks like a nice one-two punch with the running game. Awesome. Um, You know, it was crazy in Cleveland. They're so big with LeBron and the Cavs now that we went and people are like just swarming the streets going to their scrimmages. Like the first scrimmage, like like just like watching them play European teams and shit. They beat, like, Israel by 30, and people are just going out in droves, man. It's, it's insane. Um, but the um, the one thing that I wanted to talk about with uh, with sports was my, my Super Bowl pool was pretty cool. So here's what I do. I do this thing with one of the comedy clubs. They put me in an email, and you basically you put, like, five bucks in, and you win whatever, a couple hundred bucks, because there's you know a lot of people in it, and you got to get the most wins. So you pick every team, and then you put a star next to three of the games, which are your best bets, and then you do total amount of points for Monday Night Football in case of a tie. So this week, me and Zimmerman go to a bar in Cleveland, and we're watching these games, and I start off 7-2 and two after the 1 o'clocks, uh, which is really good. Then for the four o'clocks, I go two and one, and now I'm nine and three, and I'm like, wow, the guy that won last week only had eight games, so I could still be in it. But I'm like, let me get some insurance. I need to win Monday night and Sunday night football. So Sunday night football comes. I'm doing a show, but we watch that. I bet the Patriots. I loved the Patriots. Patriots won the game. So now I'm ten and three. 
And I'm like, wow, man, I must have it in the bag, but let's just get, let's just make sure, let's solidify this thing. So Monday night comes and I win Monday night. So I finish 11 and three and two of my three best bets hit. My best bets were the Giants, which I got, the Cowboys, which I got, uh, which I lost, and the Patriots, which I got. So now, um, 11 wins and two out of the three best bets hit. I'm like, that should do it. I find out on the email that I did win. However, I won with somebody else tied me. They had 11 wins and two out of three of their best bets hit. But I predicted the Monday night score. I came within one and that's what did it for me. So I'm getting the money. I'm collecting, bitches. So that was a pretty good one. Um, Awesome. That was, uh, you know, and that, I mean, poor fucking Don Mattingly, too, with the the Dodgers. That sucked. But um, I'm into it. I like that the Royals are in it. It's cool that the Royals and Orioles are in it. That's going to be a great series to watch. So I'm going to watch that. Now, guys. One of the craziest things that I've did this this week. One of something I wanted to talk about more than anything. Um, get ready to be compelled. Uh, this is amazing. I don't even know if you guys heard about this, but Joe Zimmerman was on the show. By the way, shout out to Joe Zimmerman. Very very funny comedian. He recently did a Comedy Central half hour, and um, just you know traveling the road, getting better and better, like we're all trying to do. And he's just a great dude, funny comic. Now. He's telling me that he's into documentaries, and if you listen to the last episode, we talked about how um, there was the documentary, The Staircase, that he mentioned, and we talked about that. So we talk about it a little more, and I get intrigued. So now this, this Staircase documentary is eight chapters, and at 47 minutes each chapter. Okay, one is like 50 minutes. I mean, this is like a six-hour movie. Okay, so for you people that don't know, The Staircase is about, is a, it's a, a true um, murder trial about Michael Peterson who lived in uh, the Raleigh-Durham area, North Carolina. He was kind of a famous novelist. Uh, he had a couple of books that really did well, bestsellers, made his money, lived in a mansion in North Carolina and there was a 911 phone call and his wife was at the bottom of the stairs you know bloody and he called 911 and he said you know my wife has been you know so they come and they start looking and they see that it's too much blood for a, for that she fell down the stairs and there's this big cr- then then you know then they they start acting like it's a crime scene and then all this stuff happens and um he it's like, this is ridiculous. This is my wife. I loved her. Everyone's like, this is crazy. They had a great marriage, blah, 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 and everything. And then, you know, some stuff came out about his life that he lied about some stuff. And during this fucking documentary, you go back and forth so many times that that he did it, he didn't do it. And then there's another thing that happened in the thing, and this is not giving anything away because it's kind of like common knowledge, but... um. I mean, I knew this and still saw it and couldn't put it, couldn't, couldn't stop watching it. But um, 18 years prior, he lived in Germany and his neighbor, a woman, they, you know, had an aneurysm and 
she fell down the stairs because of aneurysm, but now they tried to say, and the autopsy said that nothing was wrong. He had an aneurysm, but oh, he was the last one with her, and there was blood at the bottom of the stairs, so there's another staircase and another woman. And he's saying like that that's crazy, and he gets the best defense team. Now, there is no murder weapon for the the, the murder that happened later. The murder that happened... The, the 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 most recent thing was the 2001 his wife at the bottom of the stairs in North Carolina the Germany one happened you know long time ago or I guess was it early 80s or you know whatever it was and uh so this guy um you know is there's no murder weapon and you know he called up there was no blood on him and there was no blood splatter like on the ceiling there was just a lot of blood at the bottom her head was not beaten in. Her skull was intact. She just had like these lacerations. Very weird. Um, anyway, I go back to my hotel room. Joe Zimmerman laughed his ass off when he told me this. He told me that it took him months. <laughs> it took him months to watch this um, documentary because it's so many, ch- eight chapters, almost an hour each. And I go back to my hotel room the night before I got to drive seven hours back home and I watched the first three and then the beginning of four. Get to bed all hours of the night. And all I'm thinking about, we talked about it the whole ride home. And all I'm thinking about is I got to get back to it. I get home sick under the weather. I watched chapters four, five, six, seven, and eight that night. Watched them all. Got to the verdict. Got to anything. And now there's other stuff on YouTube and news about what's happening now. Okay, what's happening now. And because um, it's not over. There was a verdict. Stuff happened, but now something else happened, and this thing is all coming out, and now this part's being documented. I swear to God, one of... I If you like murder, if you like mystery, if you like guessing, this is the greatest of that with a reality documentary. I cannot tell you enough. If you are sick laying in bed, you can thank me next week. When I when when I'll read your thank you, okay. You get your laptop out. You lay in bed and you watch these chapters one through eight. And I'm telling you, you're gonna go back. He did it. He didn't do it. Um, one of the most intriguing, fascinating, amazing. Just to see how the defense team sits and talks. Then you see the um, you know you see some stuff with the prosecution. Now it definitely does definitely is more for the defense as far as the doc goes or I shouldn't say for them just more footage of them so they're not necessarily agreeing or saying that the guy should be off or get off or anything like that it's basically just it's more about that but you do hear I mean amazingly damning things against this guy but then stuff that makes you go no that's not right but when you see her head you're going to be baffled um, there's no murder weapon. There's no real blood on him. They came that night, the cops. So, you know, but there was some dry, they said the, the blood was dry. So it could have been like after a while. Um, I'm 60% that he did it, but I would recommend this to anybody. This makes all of that fucking first 48. And I mean, imagine first 48, but you actually see the whole, tr- I mean, like, I don't even know how, this is the coolest, this is the dopest documentary ever, it's not even close, it's just, it's mind-blowingly, it, like, it's so interesting, I thought about it for days afterwards, I became like a fucking, I became like an attorney, I started, I'm literally like breaking stuff down, I'm like, no, they didn't, well, they didn't have a murder weapon, I mean, the prosecution, I'm like literally sitting there, 
It was insane. Parts one through eight, watch them all. His kids talk on it. His ki- The stuff happened with the family. I mean, just amazing. And then there's a twist with like the, 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 the Germany thing. Ugh. It's amazing that not everybody saw it. And I mean, once you do see it, you don't stop. But uh, Joe Zimmerman laughed because he did it in months and I did it in two nights. Uh, check it out. It's called The Staircase. And it's about the murder of Michael Peterson's wife and um, what they could use in court, what what was admissible, what wasn't, that can get him and stuff in the state. And then now there's new stuff going out. So I almost want to talk. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm giving you guys a week. And I'm going to talk about this again because there's other stuff going on right now. And I got to talk about it on the show. So I'm going to give a week where I don't talk about it. And then whoever watched it, watched it and whoever didn't didn't so when i get to that part of the show next week you could just fast forward and and go away from it or whatever but um i want to talk about this but i don't want to ruin it for people you guys have taken my opinions before you guys have taken my recommendations you saw that movie enemy i got a lot of good feedback from enemy um i feel like i kind of you know if a movie sucks i'll tell you and if it's good i'll tell you this is the best documentary i've ever seen you know, and then stuff about the guy's private life, but then other stuff comes out. It's just, it, it was just insane. I mean, Hollywood couldn't write it. I'm not even kidding around. Hollywood could not write. If Hollywood tried to write it, you would be like, man, this is just way too far fetched. I mean, come on, dude. Another woman in Germany down the steps, and then, and then you find this out about his life, and then this and that, and and it's all real. It's one. It's fascinating. It's one of the most fascinating murder trials I've ever, and and you're in it. It's amazing that they had access. You're in the murder trial. It's you talk to the you. Li- you're listening to the lawyers. Imagine this. Imagine if the whole O.J. Simpson trial cameras were there constantly with his team, with Shapiro and the Kardashian and, and Cochran and all them sitting down eating tuna fish sandwiches with Coke days leading up to each thing. And then them talking about their plan and then you watch it. And then after that, them going, why the fuck did this happen? That wasn't supposed to, dude, it is, fu- it is insane. Well, you know, they're calling him. It, here's what it was. Okay. If this doesn't get you, I don't know what it was. It was a real life, a few good men when, when Pollock and Cruz and Demi Moore were sitting there in a room and he's like, I need my bat. I think better with my bat. Real life that, real life that. You have to watch it. It's it's. I almost wish I didn't. I would want to go back. I I and I went to YouTube. I went to try to find Dateline things about it just so I could get more. And I actually did get another hour twenty from one of those because something just recently happened. And if you know the case, you know what I'm talking about because there's actually current stuff going on right now. So no, I did not see a movie this week. Uh, I reported on the. I reviewed on the Equalizer last week, but this is this is. This is going to be amazing. You're going to get six hours plus of just what? No commercials. So the staircase, everybody. Next week, I'm going to go into it more. Uh, All right. Let's do some plugs here. Oh, something cool. On October 15th, I am going to be performing at Gotham Comedy Club for uh, a charity to raise money. That uh, Craig Carton from the Boomer and Carton CBS Sports is doing. There is it's for uh, kids with uh, Tourette syndrome. They're raising money for it to do something that can kind of help these kids with something. And um, um, 
I'll be I'll be there. I think Boomer Esiason's going to be there. I think there's going to be some New York Mets and some other celebrities, and it should be a great um, a great night um, of comedy. I'm going to be performing on that with Artie Lang, uh, Michael Che, the new Weekend Update uh, Weekend Update desk guy from SNL. Um, Jeff Norris, comedian, veteran comedian. Uh, so it's going to be a really good show hosted by Craig Carton. So come and check that out. That's on um, October 15th. Before then, I'm just working out some shows in the city. You could go to paulverzi.com and uh, check that out. I'll be at The Stand and Stand Up New York this month. Um, Octo- I'm sorry. Yeah, October 30th through November 2nd, everybody. Morty's Comedy Joint. I will be recording my debut album there. Come out. Tell people all the shows are going to be recorded. Uh, I'd love you uh, part of the audience for, um, you know, my first album. That's history for me. And, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I tried to do it in Cleveland, and my fault, I was all over the place as far as my material. I just want, I was like, you know, I would do crowd work, talk to the crowd. I mean, meanwhile, I should be just fucking concentrating on the album. And I'm sitting here just, you know, because I just want to, you know, have fun and do what I do on stage, but I really don't worry. Morty's, I'm going to come down and I'm going to bring the, uh, bring the album recording in mind. <laughs> so check that out. Um, October 30th through November 2nd, we're taping all the shows for my album. Um, and, uh, also a big announcement for the show. Uh, it's the papers were signed and I am, uh, officially with all things comedy, the all things comedy network. Uh, so you could check that out. Go to allthingscomedy.com. You could see all the podcasts that are on there. The Verzi Effect podcast is now on there. So um, other than that, go to my Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Please keep the um, just you know the, the comments on iTunes coming, the tweets and unacceptables, unacceptable on Facebook, uh, all that stuff. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, the Verzi Effect will be back next Wednesday. I hope I'm not sick uh, then, but uh, sorry for the delay. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been episode 180. My name is Paul Verzi, and until next week, I am out of here. Thanks, guys.